The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast. CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Will Brinson. It's a picks-giving spectacular. Joining me to make Thanksgiving picks, RJ White and Alex Selznick. Boys, what's happening? What's going on? Such enthusiasm for the holidays. <laughs> I'm just surprised you're in your normal setup. Typically, this time of year, you're on some, you know, godforsaken setup somewhere in the basement somewhere, and no idea what's happening to you, so. Yeah, well, you know, I was go, I was, I was bopping. I was at the farm for three weeks, and I decided that my parents had 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 their uh, their living quarters exposed enough on my podcast <laughs> on, on our podcast, excuse me, and so decided to um, record. We're, so we're we're doing just for so people know we're doing the Thanksgiving and Black Friday uh, picks games. So it was four games total on this show. It'll be a shorter show. We we'll live. We're live on Wednesday right now, uh, two o'clock. So just you know, if you hear injury news or anything that pops up uh, between now and, and, and the kickoff on, on 12, uh, 12 on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, excuse me, that's why. And then we will have a show on Friday for all the Sunday games, all 12 of those games where we make our best bets and our picks. Um, and that, that will be pre-recorded. So again, you know, this is the nature of the beast on, on Thanksgiving week. Katie Mox will not be joining us for these two shows. She is traveling. I don't know if she's traveling to the Midwest or the West Coast. I know her family's from the Midwest. She used to live on the West Coast. I don't want to give specifics, um, lest uh, you know, lest she be spotted in an airport and, and as a celebrity or whatnot. Anyway, uh, everybody having a good good Thanksgiving week so far? Yeah, coming off a good week. I'm getting getting the records, I'm sure. But um, it was a good week for I don't both think of we have me, to. I mean, me really. and and Alex, and mm-hmm. he's going to have another good one this week, and hopefully, I can join him here. I, I got to tip the cap to RJ here, Brinson. Six and one, RJ. Very, very impressive stuff. RJ's really been coming on strong, uh, especially if you look at the stuff he's doing on the site as well. So RJ is uh, 
just absolutely lethal against the spread. I am very impressed, RJ. I hear you're still alive in a few uh, in, in the Circa event. Is that correct, RJ? Thank you. Yeah, we're doing good. Um, in Circa Million, I Who's am weird? right up. Well, in Circa Million, I'm right on the pace I want to be at one point above, averaging three and two a week. So I believe it's around tied for 214th or something like that, top 100 cash. Uh, the we is me, Larry, and uh, Noah, Larry Hartstein, Noah um, Stanley. Uh, we have a combined uh, survivor contest um, open in the DraftKings contest, which really? started with about 15,000 people down to around 1,000. We're still alive. So we'll see if we can navigate this tough week this week because not do a lot to, of great do a Do you have to do a um... – Thanksgiving slash Black Friday pick and a Sunday pick. Not in the in in this one. Uh, in yeah. in the circa you circa would, you but do, in yeah. this in this one you don't. So um, yeah. still pretty pretty still pretty tough, you know, with some of these yeah. lines out here, and we don't have the big favorites available to us this week. So mm. well, that's awesome. Um, other in other best bet news, and we can just really glance right over my two and five record. Uh, I am cratering. No surprise there. I was out to a, I was over my skis early on on these best bets. Uh, I do think I'll. We'll probably, I'll probably, I think I'll probably end up getting around 500. Uh, just got to sort of tighten things up. That's why I've got a nice nine games that I picked as best bets, or maybe 10 games, 10 games I picked as best bets this week. Um, I decided for my picks column to get, I, I got over enthusiastic and decided I would do a, a, every Thanksgiving game a bet, uh, the Black Friday game a bet, and then six games for the Sunday action. So really, I may, I may even turn it into two columns. I mean, that actually makes more sense. So I'll, I'll, I'll see what the, the powers that be want to do with that last minute notice that I'm giving them prop stars two and one last week, 24 and 24 in the season. RJ now four games above 500 Katie Mox four and three last week, 29 and 35 on the year. So uh, the tables have my, 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 how the butter has churned as, uh, as Michael Scott once, once said uh, that, that is what has happened. We were, we were giggling about how Katie and I were doing early in the season. And now RJ is a full nine games up on me if you like winning picks especially from rj make sure you go sign up for sportsline go sign up at sportsline.com use promo code pick p-i-c-k to get your first month for a dollar i should also mention that um if you do that you can get alerts for that and very exciting this episode of pick six presented by FanDuel sportsbook make every moment more the last episode, we had uh, super friends, myself, Ryan Wilson, and John Breach, plus Pete Prisco, go over his power rankings, try to break down the release of uh, Shaquille Leonard, Shaq Leonard from the Colts, um, and talk about other relevant news. Check it out on our YouTube channel or anywhere you get to a podcast. We also blind ranked Thanksgiving food. They were shocked to find out that I think that stuffing or dressing was my number one Thanksgiving food. And that I would take green bean casserole straight up over turkey. Uh, Ryan and, and Breach were appalled. Anyway, let's get to. Uh, we're thankful we get to keep. We're thankful we get to keep improving. Thankful to be here with you guys today. Break down every game on Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Obviously, lines su- and news subject to change all the way up until kickoff, two p.m. Wednesday when we do these. So check with your book before firing up on these. Let's dive right in. It's a it's a fun set of games. I think. Not, I mean, you know, big spreads, but still fun set of games, rivalry games, all three divisional matchups, including the Green Bay Packers, fresh off Jordan Love's first three, first career 300 yard passing game, going to Detroit to take on the Lions, who came stormed back the first team all season at, at 85 chances to be down 12 plus points with five minutes left and uh, come back and win the game. Lions minus seven and a half against the Packers over under. 46 and a half. Um, 
RJ, I think uh, you and I are on the same page here. I like Detroit. I, yeah, I think it's actually interesting. You called correctly and then sort of backed off the lines on this, but you called correctly that the three teams with the big spreads on Thanksgiving Day might come out a little slow, might be a little lethargic out of the gate. Certainly was a case with the Cowboys at Carolina. Sir, even was a case with the, the, the Lions almost lost. I mean, I could believe how bad, sloppy the Lions looked. I thought they'd be fired up with Justin Fields coming back. And then San Francisco sort of played with their food a little bit uh, before winning by double digits. But now the Lions get this Thanksgiving game. Short week. Should be rowdy as hell in there. I love Detroit laying seven and a half. I don't care. Are you, are you taking up to nine points for all I care? Yeah, I have the spread should be 10. So I, I'm laying the wow. seven and a half as a best bet here. Um, but it's a perfect teaser candidate too. If you, There's nothing here to tease on, on Thanksgiving, but definitely look to tease that with something that you like, uh, one of the short underdogs um, on Sunday. Um, but yeah, here is just Detroit survived uncharacteristically poor game from Jared Goff. First time with multiple picks all season. Green Bay's defense 26 in interception rate, 24th in yards per rush. They just give up 6.4 yards per play to the Chargers. I don't think they're going to get very many stops here. The defense has been banged up the last few weeks. And then you look at the offensive side of the ball. Aaron Jones going to be out here. A.J. Dillon's been ineffective. So this game was rest in love's hands on the road. I know he had a good game last week. It was against a very bad Chargers defense. I'm not confident he can have another one here. Detroit won this matchup by 14 and dominated in stats in Green Bay in week four. That line was minus two. These teams have great home field advantages. You can argue that this line is about the same place where it was in week four when you flip the home field. And I think Detroit's proven they're much better than the team we thought they were at week four, while Green Bay I'm not convinced in. So I make it seven on a neutral right now. Then you throw in the home field advantage. Detroit's got to be the pick here. So I'm playing Detroit minus seven and a half. Yeah, same same spot for me. I mean, I think this is a – I mean, DFS-wise, I'm curious what you think, and I haven't really looked at the prices, and I don't so – I'm sort of doing this off the cuff. But, um, you know, when you look at, like, Jared Goff versus Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott 6,800, Jared Goff 6,300, and then Sam Howell 6,200, Brock Purdy 6,100. I don't know if you – Jordan Love 5,500. I mean, I don't know. Like, I tend to think that – I guess, I mean, maybe possibly this, this could go to your best bet, but I tend I like, I want to play golf here, but I'm probably going to pay up for Dak Prescott on, on, on DraftKings when I do that because, or FanDuel, because it, you have this situation where I just don't know if the Packers will score the way they did against the Chargers, and it might mean less passing attempts for Jared Goff. Yeah, absolutely, Brinson. That's why I'm fading Goff's passing attempts under 33 and a half passing attempts in this spot against this Packers defense, who are a significant run funnels. Teams are shifting very heavily uh, to the run when they play against the Packers. We've seen Detroit really, especially with both backs healthy. Uh, they are not afraid to run the ball early and often and really lean heavily, which I anticipate being the case. We've got both backs, Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery looking phenomenal right now, pretty much playing in an equal timeshare, but both have been super, super effective. Uh, Green Bay's defense, 25th and EPA allowed per rush. I think Goff's going to be efficient. I just don't think he's going to really need to throw the ball a ton. I also don't anticipate uh, Green Bay really being able to push Detroit uh, off of that, especially if they're having success running the football. So I think fading Goff under 33 and a half passing attempts is a good look here. Yeah, and if you wanted to um, sort of correlate that, uh, and I don't know if you can parlay it at FanDuel, I, I, I'll give it a shot and see if it does, but uh, David Montgomery, player to score two touchdowns is four to one. 
I mean, I think that this is a pri- – if, if we're talking Packers are a run funnel, and, the like, Jameer Gibbs has been getting his for sure, and I don't think they're going to, like – I don't think they're going to stop giving Jameer Gibbs touches, and I think they'll use him in the pass game. But if this game becomes a situation where it is a it is like a, the Lions are up by double digits, they're going to feed David Montgomery and probably rest Gibbs a little bit just because he had a ton of touches on Sunday. Montgomery, um, I don't believe – like, I mean, he, he obviously had that one-yard touchdown to uh, to seal that game against the Bears, but only 12 carries, 70, 76 yards, 6.3 per carry, very efficient against – uh, against Chicago, had two targets for 22 yards. Gibbs had six targets and eight catches. I think that knowing that it's a short week, that it's late in the season, that they want to have this two-headed monster going, I would not be surprised at all if David Montgomery, this sort of became a David Montgomery game, and it's like a 25, 20 to 25 carry game where they feed him in the second half. And so uh, player to score two touchdowns, if you want like a free little bit of a longer shot, four to one there. Uh, prop, you've got, uh, you're going to give Katie's actually taking the other side of me and RJ. I'm sure she'll be thrilled to find that out. I'm, she's probably watching live, uh, no doubt. Uh, we'll see if she's in the comments. Nope. Uh, so maybe not. She'll have to find out the hard way that she's fading me and RJ. I guess one of those is good. One of those is bad. She's got the Packers plus seven and a half, right? She does indeed, Brinson. Yeah, shout out to Katie. She is on the Packers plus seven and a half here. Uh, I'm just her mouthpiece here, so this is not a play <laughs> that I'm like personally it. backing. <laughs> I like Detroit. I do like the remainder of Katie's picks, uh, but this one not being one of my favorites. I do understand, though, uh, the Lions defense has cratered a bit recently in recent weeks. Uh, so I do think, you know, they could potentially keep the game close. If we see a Jordan Love that looked more like the Jordan Love last week uh, than the Jordan Love we've seen for the majority of the season. He's been Jekyll and Hyde. You've seen glimpses of him looking like a viable starting quarterback. And then we've seen uh, him not look very good. But, yeah, uh, she's taking seven and a half points here. That's Katie's bet. All right. Moving along to the Commanders at the Cowboys on CBS. That's Romo Wolfson. Love a good CBS afternoon. Like the 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 mat- matinee game, I guess. Matinee game? It counts, right? Before the, before the evening game. Uh, Cowboys minus 10 and a half over under 48 and a half. Um, this game is... Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't think that we're going to see the Washington Commanders fire Ron Rivera after this game. But it is, in, I think it is increasingly likely that, I mean, Ron Rivera is all but, you know, he's a dead man walking at this point at four and seven. Uh, they do have to face the Dolphins the following week. So they get a, ten, a, a mini buy. The Dolphins will be on a mini buy as well. Um, and then they're home against the Dolphins and then a week 14 buy. If this game gets really ugly, and Sam Howell is obliterated again by a by a, a aggressive uh, Cowboys pass rush, and Washington loses by twenty plus points, and then gets blown out. You know, ten days from now or ten days from Thanksgiving against the Dolphins. I don't think it's insane that they would move on from Ron Rivera and maybe give Eric Bieniemy a four game run just to see if he you know he's been a head a head coaching candidate for years in past. Uh, I don't think it's insane that they would consider that. I do believe that. The new ownership, uh, Josh Harris, Magic Johnson, et cetera, will want to be a little more patient than the previous ownership regime. Dan Snyder, of course, notably disastrous in his tenure across the board, especially when it came to patience with players and coaches and the like. I think we get a ton of points in this game, though. Um, Sam Howell slings the ball around. They're not afraid to drop back a ton. And the Cowboys' defense can be got a little bit in in terms of passing the deep ball. I think uh, we see – 
you know, a, a, a reasonable output from Washington, like 14 to 20 points, and then Dallas can get there the rest of the way. They should be able to score at will, RJ, against this, uh, against this Washington defense. It really has no teeth at this point. Yeah, you said 10 and a half. It's 12 and a half in the market now. I think 12 and a half. People are just expecting points, points, points in this game, and, and most of them to come from Dallas. Uh, you get this Washington team off a horrendous game offensively with six turnovers. Now they're facing an elite Dallas defense that's first in interception rate, second in sack rate. Um, so I don't know how they're going to have a success here. Washington's defense got nine sacks versus Tommy DeVito. Uh, I think a lot of that was blamed can be blamed on Tommy DeVito and rather than them being excellent defensively because they allowed just eight incomplete passes in that game despite playing a home game against Tommy DeVito. Dallas dominated Carolina, was in danger of not covering prior to the fourth quarter. And once they get outside the number, it's hard to backdoor cover against that defense because they can score on their own if they need to. And they they can shut you down and, and rush the passer very well. So they're going to stack up points against this awful defense. And if Washington isn't playing from ahead early, I think they're toast. So I would lean to the Cowboys side here. I love taking CD Lambs over on receiving yards. It was 88 and a half earlier in the week. We put it up on Sportsline. It's now 93 and a half. I'm still taking it on this podcast. He averages 101 yards a game. He had four straight over 100 prior to last week, including three over 150. He's going to dominate this defense and they're just going to keep giving him the ball and letting him try to catch up to Tyreek Hill in the rush for uh, you know most receiving yards on the season maybe give him a run in offensive player of the year so um, you know I'm taking a page out of Alex's book here and I'm just firing on CeeDee Lamb's over and then probably even laddering it because I think he could go for 150 in this game. Ooh, He did have that stretch of three straight games with 150 receiving yards um, in that third one they were forcing it to him and then against Carolina and he had 38 and a touchdown. I mean, he's been absolutely outstanding the last month plus. Um, looks like one of the three or four best uh three or four best receivers in the league. I mean, without question. You know, I mean, I, Justin Jefferson. I mean, you look, if you're arguing it right now, I mean it's Tyree Hill is one, and then I think AJ Brown and CeeDee Lambert are two A and two B. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, obviously right there as well, but they've been uh sort of banged up. You're actually fading the uh the the Sam Howell yardage here uh Alex what's the concern there with with uh with Sam Howell and then uh what's Katie got yeah I am Brinson and yeah I do want to mention I love uh, RJ's look here on CD Lamb I do think he could have an absolute monster game but I'm gonna go under 255 and a half passing yards for Sam Howell I just think this is an awful awful matchup for how RJ talked about it a bit, uh, looking at Dallas's pass rush first in almost pretty much every advanced metric. We know Sam Howell is on a historic pace. He's been sacked, I believe, 54, 55 times already this season. And the secondary for Dallas has been incredibly stingy. I believe second, or first in EPA allowed per dropback, second in yards, passing yards allowed per game, just giving up 170 passing yards to opposing quarterbacks. So I just really think between uh, the secondary, this pass rush for Dallas, they're really going to make life tough for Sam Howe. I just don't think they have the personnel to really challenge down the field where Dallas can potentially or has been a little bit vulnerable. I think if the commanders are going to have any success, it's going to be uh, through Brian Robinson and through the run game. Dallas is a significant run funnel just based on the strength of this pass defense and the pass rush. So I think it's a really good spot to fade Sam Howe personally. And then Katie got a good number, I believe, 10 and a half here. She's back in the Cowboys uh, for all the reasons RJ and you mentioned, Brinson. I just think the Cowboys, obviously, when they have an opponent that they're uh, there's a talent discrepancy or they're, they're just outmatched. So I think Dallas, we've seen them absolutely demolish 
uh, the, their opponents and the majority of their wins. This, to me, looks like one of those setups as well. Uh, I could see Dallas easily uh, winning this game handily, especially if they're able to get to Sam Howe, which I anticipate they're going to be able to do. Uh, what are we going to do about this line for Katie here, RJ? Um, I mean, 12 and a half is the, the market number as of like the, the lock, right? Yeah, I believe 10 and a half she got out on the site, if I'm not mistaken. But I could Did be. she have 10 and a half on Sportsman? I, I could be mistaken. I mean, it was, I, it was definitely 10 and a half when, we, when she emailed it in. And like, I don't have a problem. Um, I see. I mean, she, uh, I'm trying to find, I'm looking at, I don't, I don't see a 10 and a half from her on here. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, it, I, I don't really care. I mean, whatever. It's like, I'm, I'm, you're, you're leading RJ. I'll let you be the, I know what you do if it was me. It's 12 and <laughs> a half. Jeff. Give her a 10 and a half. I don't care. Okay. All right. Um, if you like the 10 and a half, how, like for people who are betting the, the game now, and then like, I'm curious what you think on this. Like, you know, you had the CD land. Maybe you think the Cowboys are going to roll them here, right? Yeah. I, I didn't want to play the the spread on the Cowboys because there's always a chance Howell, you know, goes nuts and, and can backdoor cover that passing offense has been solid. So even though Alex likes his under in passing yards, I'm not going to put it past him to, to get a late touchdown here and push this, you know, to, to a cover because it's such a big number. So I wanted to avoid that. So I just played the CD land number. Okay. Well, worth noting too, by the way, on our, uh, anticipation play segment brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more on Monday's show, Monday at two o'clock. My pick was the Cowboys moved from 10 and a half to 12. So <laughs> congrats to me for already getting the, the, all that CLV there. Hope you, uh, hope you tailed, you should listen to that Monday show. Um, uh, I, we can check out the rest of those. We'll, we'll recap those on Monday, of course. All right, let's take a break. We got the late Thanksgiving game and the first Black Friday game when we came back. But first, Thanksgiving Day. We can't wait. The NFL and CBS serves up our yearly feast of football. When the Commanders head to Dallas for an NFC East showdown with Dak and the Cowboys, we'll set the table beginning at 4 Eastern with JB and the guys on the NFL Today. Thanksgiving Day, the NFL is on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 49ers at the Seahawks. The late game on Sunday night. Seattle, uh, seven-point home dog with a total of 43.5. I will double-check on those odds and make sure they Yeah, seven points still on FanDuel. 43.5. The over actually getting a little bit of uh steam there rj yeah i would lean to seattle at seven the line i think is acting like geno smith probably won't play but it seems like for Pete carroll's comments he's more likely to play than not i think if he does play 
this line should be closer to four than seven. Uh, if he doesn't play, probably a little higher than seven. I don't think there's too much more room for this to move up if he doesn't play. Uh, but there's a much bigger drop to Drew Locke than I anticipated last week. I thought that he would be solid coming in, and he did not look very good. But like the first Seattle Rams game, uh, last week Seattle's offense completely went in the tank after a strong start. They need to start sustaining drives. Going to be tough against this defense. San Francisco's offense looked unstoppable with everyone healthy. We know that with Trent Williams back, they are tough to stop. But this is going to be a tough environment for them at Seattle in a primetime game. But I think they'll be able to score some points. Seattle's defense stepped up against the Rams, but they are now 29th on third down, 28th in the red zone. Um, if they're not winning situationally, it's going to be tough to keep the scoring down for them. So I'm going, I decided to pass on the line here. Um, without knowing Geno's status. I went with a kicking prop here. So I got Jason Myers oh, over oh, five and a half kicking points. Seattle averages 2.3 field goals per game and 1.9 extra point per game. Um, so that's about eight points kicking. San Fran allows just over six kicking points. Um, so I don't know why the juice is flat on this at him at five and a half. I would expect him them to stall in the red zone, um, stall in scoring range, kick some field goals here. If he gets to two field goals, we got this. If he gets to one field goal and the Seahawks are able to do a little bit better offensively, we can still get this over with the extra points. So a couple ways to get this one, but I think this number should be at least a point higher. So I'm going over five and a half kicking points. Uh, no surprise here at all, Alex, what uh, Katie's – you don't have a pick on this game, I don't believe, but no surprise at all what Katie's going with here. Uh, no surprise here, Princeton. Katie's going with the Mox special uh, 49ers <laughs> team total over 25 and a half points. Uh, I like this as well. RJ mentioned just how this 49ers offense looks uh, well-oiled machine when they're fully healthy or they have Trent Williams back, healthy George Kittle, healthy Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon IU just went absolutely nuclear. We talked about him on the last show, Princeton, how great of a season he's having. In my opinion, he belongs in that tier of the elite wide receivers if he was in a higher volume passing offense uh, I think his numbers would be absolutely off the charts very impressive considering I think he's only had double digit targets in one game this season but talk about efficient uh, this 49ers offense and that's without even mentioning Christian McCaffrey uh, yeah Brock Purdy has been phenomenal as well I think the the, the Seahawks right now are struggling uh, obviously dealing with some injuries there uh, I think just uh, San Francisco is going to put up 26 plus points in this game. So I like this look from KD. Right, here's an interesting one on FanDuel that I just spotted. Um, most passing yards in the game, Brock Purdy's minus 136 and Geno Smith is plus 126. There's no Drew Locke on there, which I guess isn't surprising. We think Geno is going to play. Um, it, it, am I crazy for thinking like uh, Brock Purdy minus 136 is a really smart bet in the event that like Geno might not play? Because I mean, like, I would assume it's not a no action thing if 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 it's just between those two. It's not like it. I mean, obviously they could no action you, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, the, the what what benefits you is if Gino starts and then can't finish the game, then you're basically exactly. you know paid out there. Um, so so yeah, I, if I'm going to play that prop, I would go that way with Purdy. Yeah. Okay. So Purdy minus one thirty six. Uh, I'm not going to give that out as a best bet, but um, I like the under in this game. I think we see. A limited Gino, and that means no Kenneth Walker. I think we're seeing a ton of Zach Charbonnet. Um, wouldn't be surprised at all if if you do combined over if you can do receiving and rushing and receiving yards. Um, I'd be interested in Charbonnet. Uh, he's got you can look at a 50 plus rushing yards is minus 158, 60 plus rushing yards is plus 106. So his rushing yards is somewhere in that 50 to 60 range. Um, if you get rushing and receiving though for Charbonnet, I think that would be a good look because there's a decent chance the Niners are up. You're going to see a bunch of um, 
you know, a bunch of like pat, dump off passes to him from Gino. I don't think Gino is going to try to push the ball down the field. I don't think the forty, the the Seahawks, excuse me, will attempt to expose Gino a ton. They have they have the the Forty ers then the Cowboys, then the Forty ers again, and then the Eagles. That is a ton of really good pass rushers over the next four weeks. If you give Gino fifty dropbacks in this game, he's going to take a ton of hits, and you might lose him for more weeks. And if you lose him for more weeks, you're going to go own four in those games, and then all of a, with Drew Locke, and all of a sudden you're like on the outside looking into the playoffs. So I think Seattle will try to be really conservative here. I don't think San Francisco will be hyper aggressive. RJ mentioned the kicking props. Two coaches that love to kick short field goals. Um, Kyle Shanahan has to believe. Kyle Shanahan also knows short week. You're you've got this team again in two weeks in a divisional matchup where you could kind of sew up the you sweep the Seahawks and the division is over. You've got that you've got that seed in hand and you're just deciding which are you going to be the one, two, or three seed down the stretch. I also think he won't want to expose Trent Williams and Debo Samuel and all these guys to a bunch of extra snaps. So I like the under as a look here for two teams that will try and kind of keep things. Uh, close to the vest, so to speak. Uh, I will add that under onto our best bets. Dolphins, first ever NFL Black Friday game in the history of the league. Dolphins minus nine and a half at the Jets. The over under here, a very curious 41 for a Dolphins team that scores a bunch of points. A Jets team that literally cannot score. Um, they, I think, have don't have an offensive touchdown in like twelve or thirteen straight. It's like a, the equivalent of like eleven quarters or something like that. It's like thirty drives or something like that. Um, oh, RJ, look, you and I are on the same page. The under forty-one. Yeah. It was actually almost two hundred minutes between offensive touchdowns they showed on the, the telecast. <laughs> it was like one hundred ninety-nine minutes at plot point whatever. So I was like, almost broke that two hundred minute barrier that nobody thought would ever be broken. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like the, it's like the four. It's like the. 40 minute mile or something like it's the opposite of the four minute mile, whatever yeah. that would be. Yeah. So hopefully the jets go black Friday shopping for a quarterback before this game. Cause uh, I don't think Tim boils it either. His numbers were worse than Zach Wilson's when he came in. I don't expect the quarterback change to matter. We saw the line go up after it was announced. Now I don't, I don't really agree with that because it's not like you play much worse than what Zach Wilson was doing on the field the last few weeks. Um, that offense looks completely hopeless. Zero for 11 on third down, just 2.9 yards per play against the Buffalo defense. That is not great dealing with some injuries there. Um, the Jets defense had a great job in the game before halftime, but it's hard to give full effort when the offense just cannot score. We know Miami can score offenses first in yards per play. Um, don't expect the Jets to fully slow them down, but this Miami team is averaging less than 20 points in their last four on the road. So against a good defense here in a divisional matchup, this has got to be an under game for me. Under 41 is the best bet for me. Um, don't see the Jets scoring very many points. I think the Dolphins are going to keep it in check a little bit. Feed Mostert in the second half. We know that um, that uh, that HN is banged up too. So I would give a look to Mostert's over on his rushing yards as well. Yeah. But best bet for this game is under 41. Uh, I'm with you there on the under 41. I mean, I think it's it's like, I think I think the general public will look at this game and think Dolphins, a total of 41. The Dolphins might score 41 by themselves. Well, I mean, you saw what they did against the Raiders, and it wasn't much. Tyree Hill's banged up. David Achan is Devin Achan is banged up as well as you mentioned, RJ. And they talked about it. they put him on IR even though he could have kept playing with a brace. They pull, they didn't bring him back to that Raiders game, even though he was capable of coming back. I don't think they're going to run him out there a bunch against the Jets at all. They want this guy healthy for the playoffs. They know how explosive he is. They know that his injuries were his thing in college, as Proctor's mentioned on Monday's show, and that they want to make sure that he is – they need his explosion in the playoffs to win football games, and, I, and they understand that. So I would expect that we see a very sort of 
let's get to 14 and play some good defense against Tim Boyle approach from the Dolphins. And that's why I love the under here. I think they're going to run the clock. I think the most the most are props, the rushing attempts, the rushing yards, both good looks um, as well. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will give out. The, the squirrels in the, on the back end pushing the buttons are a little, little jumpy. We've got a Thanksgiving parlay that we're going to give out. Of course, as we mentioned, this episode of the Pick 6 Podcast brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. The Pick 6 Parlay will be in its usual spot on Friday's show. We want to give you something special for Thursday and Friday as well. It's the Picksgiving Parlay! Instead of giving you a... Oh, oh, actually, I was wrong with the Moneyline Parlay. Instead of giving you a Moneyline Parlay, we're parlaying the over-under for all four holiday games. Um, the rules are person with the best record goes first and so on and so on. The only three of us. Uh, Katie will... Um, do we have an over-under? We didn't get an over-under for Katie in her picks. Ah, we'll figure it out. RJ, you go first. We'll we'll just sort of slap together four. four. We'll, we got four games, four totals. Go on. Yeah, we, did, yeah we just had to go over-unders because we didn't want to just tell you, oh, I'm taking the Cowboys money line. I'm taking the yeah. Lions money line. All these big favorites. So let's I, think you could, I think you could money line all four favorites, though, and like be feel pretty good about it. Probably we'll see if Gino plays. I'm not super confident. I don't. I don't love the yeah. odds you're getting on that San Francisco game if he's playing. So, so that would worry me there. But I get first pick because I did the best last week, and I'm obviously taking Dolphins Jets. Just put them in as a best bet. So going under 41 in that game. Uh, just, just for the record, the a Lions, Cowboys, Niners, Dolphins, like you know, heavy favorite money line parlay on FanDuel Sportsbook pays out plus 125. Don't hate it. Don't love it. Seahawks can win that game. I think the other three teams you feel pretty good about, though. Yeah, you got to feel good about them. Yeah. So if you wanted, and if you wanted to take out the Niners, minus one thirty-seven for Lions, Cowboys, and Dolphins. Eh. Eh, don't hate it. I guess. So, Alex, you're second up because you have the second best record. Which total do you like the best out of the other three games? I know you mentioned it as a potential best bet, Brinson, but I'm going to go with that 49ers Seahawks under. I think that Ooh, is a good it. look. I agree with your train of thought. Uh, regarding both teams not really wanting to give away too much on a short week, considering they're facing each other just two weeks from now. Okay, uh, so we got Dolphins under 41, Seahawks under 43 and a half from Alex. At least Katie and my picks left. Um, I like the – what do we want to do for Katie? I like the – I have the over in the Washington game as a best bet, and that's up on Sportsline.com, Sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code PICK, P-I-C-K, if you get your first month for a dollar – uh, Katie did not have a pick on either of the totals. She had Packers plus seven and a half and then Cowboys minus 12 and a half. I would think Cowboys minus 12 and a half leads her to the over in that. I would, I would lean over in both of these two games. Uh, so I'm curious what you guys think. Yeah, definitely put put your your Cowboys over in for that one since you like okay. that already. And then with this last game, we just have to figure that one out at forty six and a half. Um, shade the the juice shaded to the over. I think I'm good with taking the over there, thinking that yep, Detroit same. is going to score a bunch of points. Maybe Jordan Love can backdoor us over the over if we need it. So thirty, you know, seventeen game late, and they kick a field goal or get a touchdown I, and make it. 30 I also think there's a pretty decent chance that. We get the game script we're expecting to get, which is Lions score a couple touchdowns early. It's David Montgomery time. Maybe he or Jameer Gibbs break long one because they've both done that this season. We get maybe get a screen pass or something on third and long. Um, and then with Gibbs, and then Jordan Love is forced into drop backs and is throwing deep. Christian Watson scored last week. Could see that or could also see a pick six. 
or like a, a strip sack where Jordan, a bunch of Jordan Love dropbacks, I think equals probably uh, some kind of a look at a score for the Lions defense or at least good field position to set the lines up. And then you get maybe the Packers coming through the back door. So I, I think we're everybody on board with all those. Aiden Hutchinson touchdown, maybe. What can we get odds Ooh. on Aiden Hutchinson touchdown? That'd be nice. That would be nice. Um, would you go first? Let's see what the TD score about. First touchdown score. Uh, I don't know if you I, you can get. Um, you can do the defense on FanDuel, but you can't just oh, do him. Geez, do, do you know what the defense is? Anytime touchdown score? Detroit's defense? Anytime touchdown score on FanDuel is? Well, Squad 7,500. No. Five, like five to one. one. Anytime touchdown. Five to one. That's crazy, dude. Oh, wow. Detroit defense, 34 to one. First touchdown score. I don't hate that at all. Uh, or maybe more, maybe better than that. Last touchdown score, Detroit defense, 21 to one. There you go. I could see that happening. So check those out. The actual parlay, though. Dolphins under 41. Seahawks under 43 and a half. Lions over 46 and a half. And the Cowboys over 48 and a half. I was just going to plug it in. I, mean, I think it's pretty obvious that it's, it's just standard parlay numbers, but we'll, uh, we'll let's see. Over there, just because we got a little bit of weird juice over there, under and under. That is a twelve to one payout. So let's uh, let's go let's go get that parlay. As always, brought to you by Fanduel Fanduel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Okay, let's close the show. Um, I don't know if the the recap the the picks will be on on there. We just have some back end difficulties that we're dealing with, but. Here are the picks for everybody. I've got the Lions minus seven and a half, Cowboys over 48 and a half, Seahawks under 43 and a half, and the Dolphins under 41. RJ, you have, I can read it if I have it in front of you. No, I got Packers minus seven and a half, CD Lamb over 93 and a half receiving yards, Jason Myers over five and a half kicking points, Dolphins, Jets going under 41 points. Katie has the Cowboys minus 10 and a half. We're giving that to her. Uh, if, it, if the Cowboys win by 11, we'll have some controversy on next week's show. Uh, it is currently 12 and a half. I think she'd probably take it at that anyway. And the 49ers team total over 25 and a half. And Alex, you've got Jared Goff. You, you got him on hand? I, yeah, I do, Brinson. I've got Jared Goff under 33 and a half passing attempts and Sam Howe under 255 and a half passing yards. All right, that's it. That's the show. Thanks for watching. Make sure to join us on Friday. For more, for the full picks show for all 12 games remaining of the week. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Thankful to you, RJ, and to you, Prop Stars, for uh, for being on the show every week. Thankful to Katie for, as well, she's not on this week. And hope everyone travels safe. Enjoy the turkey. Enjoy the stuffing. Enjoy your green bean casserole. For Alex, for RJ, for Katie, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Bye.